Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Tamika Chapman. Tamika, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you today. Of course, of course. So as a woman who experienced over 15 years of battling depression and anxiety, Tamika Chapman knew that the emotions and challenges she endured were the same other women in leadership experienced. So she created Energize Her, life and mental wellness platform to share resources to help women learn to love the life they live. That's amazing, Tamika. Yes, yes. You took, you took your pain and you turn it around. I like Absolutely. that. I like that. So <laughs> Tamika, of course. Let's uh, you know, I know you. We, we met recently and you are a phenomenal person. So um, I would like you to share with the audience who is Tamika Chapman? The too many versions. Wow. Listen, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I'd say that um I'm I I'll give you my titles. Right. And then I'll tell you who I really am at my core. So I'm an international bestselling author, a global award winning speaker. I am a seven figure business growth strategist um, for entrepreneurs across the globe. I am the founder of Mobile TV Global Network, as well as the creator of Energizer Life and Mental Wellness Platform. At my core, at my core, I am a little country girl from Louisiana. <laughs> you know. I've been there for 24, almost 24 years now, and I have two toddlers. So I'm an older new mama and just enjoying this thing called life. Um, after going through so much, as you said, you know, so many years of, of, of trying to find my happy space, whatever that looked like for me, I'm now in that happy space. And I want everybody else to experience the life that I am living and how I live life right now. Awesome. Awesome. So to make it, let's, let's peel back the layers, right? Um, normally when I have these uh, interviews, I like to dive further and really learn about your childhood, right? Um, how were you as a child and compared to the person you are right now? Wow. As a child, <laughs> I really, uh, I would say I'm almost the same. I would say that I'm the same because as a, as a kid growing up, I've always been in a leadership role, whether that was, you know, with my sister and my brothers or whether in school wanting to stand up for other people and empower other girls that I came across that may not have been so confident. I mean, here I am, this little eight-year-old, seven-year-old girl, and I'm seeing other girls not smile or not um have the best outlook for things that are happening in life because of life circumstances that they had no control over. And here I am nowadays doing the same exact thing. There you <laughs> in go. Different roles. I'm still empowering women across the globe. 
to have more confidence, to begin to experience life, to actually start to enjoying their journey while they're on their journey. Because a lot of times that's what we get caught up at. We are so quick to move on, move on, move on, that we're not enjoying anything that we're doing. And so, you know, as a little girl compared to now, I really am doing exactly what I spoke into the atmosphere. Um, it was, I was around eight years old and I had read my full set of encyclopedias that I was able to purchase from the garage sale. Yes, wow. garage sale, <laughs> $5 for an entire set of encyclopedias at eight years old. And it blew my mind of all of the, all of the things that I was able to read and and learn about across the globe, across the world. And at that point, I stood up on my grandmother's front steps of her shed and I screamed to the top of my lungs. Now I'm in the country surrounded by trees, so nobody heard me, um, but the atmosphere heard me, <laughs> the universe heard me. I said, when I get older, I'm leaving, I'm traveling the world to empower girls all over the world to just stand up for themselves. And that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did and I'm still doing that. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T. Dot com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. You made a proclamation. Yes. <laughs> wow. At, at the age of eight, at the tender age of eight. Yes. He was able to manifest that. Ooh, right. That's right. <laughs> that's beautiful right there. You know, that's powerful. Um, so Tamika, um, let's get to a more um, deeper right, topic because I want to. I, I really want to dive into your whole um, depression, right? Because you you yeah. dealt with over fifteen years of battling depression, right? Mm -hmm. And most leaders they tend to deal with their um, depression and their problems behind closed doors, mm -hmm. right? What made you decide to step out of the comfort zone and put this out there? Wow. Okay, so I've told people that it was 15 years that I battled with um, depression. That was 15 years of me being, uh, now thinking back, of me being aware of, of the time frame that I dealt with it. But really and truly, there were little seedlings that were, that were, put inside of me at such a young age at the age of 13 is really when it really started for me. Um, so we're talking, oh, without saying my age, y'all, we are talking over 20, <laughs> over 20 years, almost 30 years of the little buds of the tendency to be, to be depressed, right? 
Um, but as a leader, I had to show up. I had to continue to show up for other people. I didn't have an opportunity to sit beside, you know, to sit on the sidelines and just let everything happen. I had to show up. And so me being in corporate America, having leadership roles, I had to show up. I had no choice but to show up. I can't just say, okay, I just need a, a mental health day or I just need to, I just need a time to myself day. Nobody, nobody's gonna give you that. Mm -hmm. And so it was me not understanding how to manage my emotions, mm -hmm. not understanding what those emotions were really, really doing to me. And now that I am a CEO of my own business and full-time, I would say. I had to make sure that I wasn't slipping back into bad habits, mm, right? So go. I had to actually address what was what. What is it that's holding me back? Why is it that I seem to? I, I have all these great ideas. I can do all this amazing stuff, but I still feel held back in some kind of way. And really, it was the emotional trauma, the emotional baggage that I brought with. You know, I brought forward in life. And so I told someone the other day that. Really and truly, once I became an adult, I was still emotionally that 13-year-old girl. Emotionally, mm -hmm. I was still at 13 because I'd never learned how to really deal with my emotions. And so you had trauma packed on top of more trauma, packed on top of more trauma. And what am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do? And so I began to just put it in the back of my mind. I put it in pretty little boxes and neatly stacked it up so I didn't have to deal with it. And when I looked at it, oh, that's so pretty. I don't want to touch it. Um, but now I understand that there are so many other women who look like me, who have been in positions such as myself, and they need that outlet. They need that a real outlet of real help, not just, okay, let's talk about it one day and now we're done. No, they, real, they really need to understand how to manage their emotions, how to be energized, to love the life that they live right now, and despite the circumstances or obstacles or challenges that they're facing. So me stepping out right now is me telling another woman you can do this if i've gone through it i'm able to now smile and actually have a full healthy life you can too if i can be mentally whole right now after all of the crap that i've gone through in life you can too there's nothing more special about me than it is about you so that is my main reason for um speaking up for female CEOs and female executives um, because they're in roles where sometimes they feel like they can't or it's looked down upon for them to need time away for themselves just to work on their emotions and just to get themselves back together into a whole position. Yeah, definitely. You know, you, def you definitely um, you definitely hit the nail on his head with that statement because, uh, you know, that stigma out there where folks have to push 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 until the break and that needs to get that, that needs to be discarded right that needs to be discarded because we have to learn to invest in ourselves yeah. we have to learn to pour into our own vessel right so yeah. so our the, the the excess could flow to onto others you know so um keep doing what you're doing you're doing um amazing work and i'm, I'm proud I of you I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> so it seems it seems it seems like this is also what drove you to become a coach, correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It is the, the desire to help, the desire to help others um, learn how to manage, learn how to create, learn how to um, see the best in themselves, learn how to believe in themselves. 
Um, you know, one one of the main things that I actually just shared with another <laughs> good friend of mine, she said, what is one thing that you want people to do in 2023? What is a habit that you think that they should do or take on in 2023? I said, the habit of believing in themselves. Mm, there you we know, go. The habit of believing in you. You have everything within you to do exactly what it is that you want to do, to reach those goals, to overachieve if you want to be an overachiever. I'm raising my hand right there, okay? <laughs> um, without fear or shame or doubt. Because one is one thing to, to want to do it. It's another thing to share those those ideas and those visions with others who don't really get it. Because what they're going to do, they're going to, you know, well, I don't know if you should do that. That seems like it's a little bit too much. No, you need to surround yourself with people who will speak life into you, yeah. speak life into your ideas, speak life into you actually going forward and doing it as well as being a mentor to you if that's what you need. But really, truly, my, I never really set out to be a coach. Like, can I just say that? Of course, listen, <laughs> right over right right being transparent, of course. Right, I never set out to be a coach, but it came natural to me because I had a lot of women that would come to me and say, hey, what am I supposed to do? How do I do this? What is my next step? What does that look like? And then I see so many others. I'm not, I mean, men and women, they'll put stuff out and it's not really helping anybody. And so <laughs> I became that disruptor. It's like, nah, you don't need to do that. Keep your money in your pocket. That's just too much. Like if it's all fluff, I can see straight through fluff. If you're not yeah. here to help someone, don't take advantage of people. Mm -hmm. And so that's been my whole goal. And I will say that for what almost 16 years of me doing what I do, a lot uh, many of the years, of those years I did it for free. I did it at no cost. I was just I just wanted to help people. I didn't feel that I needed to be paid or compensated in any kind of way for helping. However, I I know what it is that I do. Um, but I, I hope it's okay for me to say this. Anytime I am embarking on something new or embarking on a call or getting ready or preparing for a call, I should say, I pray. Mm -hmm. I pray before I do everything because I want to be in alignment with who I'm speaking to. I want to be in alignment with exactly what it is that they need from me and why do they want to speak to me, you know, to begin with, right? So I make sure that I am in the proper place so that when I speak, they receive what I'm giving, and that is exactly what it is that they need. So, you know, my goal for being a coach is, is really to serve, to transform, to help you see your life on the other side of what that could look like, which should motivate you to moving forward to it. That's awesome right there. You know what, um, Tamika, um, I, I want you to, I really want you to um, take this because uh, what you just said in terms of you praying before your your coaching appointment is so important because my value hierarchy, right, is God. God is yes. God is up there. It's God and it's peace of mind and then family in that order. Yes. So everything I do, my foundation has to be sturdy. Yes. You know? So while you praying and prepping yourself mentally and spiritually um, to feed into to feed into your clients, you're grounding yourself. So don't yes. ever ever apologize for that no? <laughs> you know that foundation that you talked about that's something that i do every single day i have a routine i mean i tell people that i set my foundation and throughout the day i add another layer of a foundation on top of it because i like to affirm myself mm -hmm. i like to make sure that 
I am aware in of you know of what's really happening before I allow society to come in and dump all of this crap all over me, right? And so I create my foundation first thing in the morning. <laughs> I create my foundation. And then, you know, throughout the day of, after I've had call after call or I'm responding to this or I'm creating this or working on this, I'll then go back to the to my beginning and I'll affirm myself some more, you know, lay some more meditation, prayer, um, positive talk, positive vibes around me. So I'm doing that throughout the day because one you once you get to the end of the evening and you begin to peel back those layers right mm -hmm. i want to make sure that i'm not crumbling exactly. i want to make sure that it's not crumbling down into bits and pieces whatever society puts on me let it crumble and fall by the wayside but at least i have those those levels of a foundation that i've built kind of like building a house right so you got the, yeah, foundation, the first level the second level. <laughs> so that's what i do throughout the day because i want to make sure that i'm solid um, for me and my family, first and foremost, because yeah. I'm taking on so much and I'm doing so many things, I still want to make sure that I'm still Tamika and I'm still mama in my house at the end of the day. You know, yeah. I don't want to take away from who I am, but I also do that because I know that mentally I will take on so much sometimes to where it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said yes to all of this, right? So it's always, it, it's, a, it's another way of me keeping myself in check, those systems and balances, um, those checks and balances, I'm sorry. Um, I, I make sure that I do that throughout the day for myself and I encourage everybody else to do it too, because it yeah. works. Yeah, definitely, you're definitely on point. Um, and that's, that's a sustainable approach that you have created for yourself right there. It's a sustainable approach, meaning, you're not doing it just once you're doing it on a mm -hmm. repetitive basis yes. so this way you are sustained you're not depleted by the end of the day and that's how it's supposed to be especially yeah, for high achievers right <laughs> especially for high achievers especially you and you wear many hats right you're a yeah. mother you own like a couple of businesses you know and you you always you you're, you're constantly on the go you know and you over here with me smiling <laughs> looking vibrant that means you're doing something right <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something right. I try to tell folks, listen, you don't have to do what I do, but just take a couple of tidbits because I've gone through it. I have gone through it and there's no way that I could be here smiling. There's no way that I could sit here and really have a conversation with you if I really wasn't living this way. I, I know a lot of people put on. I don't do the put on. I don't do the fluff stuff. I am exactly who I am 24-7. I love to smile. You know, but I will say this during those times when I was really deep into the depression, mm -hmm. um, I still found a way to smile because I had to learn how to enjoy my journey while on it. So even though I would come home and I would be crying and I'm crying at night, I'm putting myself to sleep at night because I'm trying to figure out why my why in life, what am I here for? Why is, you know, why is my life like this? And I see so many other people being able to, you know, be happy be and live freely as I thought. Um, even in the midst of all of that, I still had to, I still had faith one. I had my faith because the, the the things that I wanted, the things that I desired, the things that my heart desired, I knew it would happen. Mm -hmm. I knew it would happen. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. So I didn't know it would be as long as it took. However, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I will say that I still found a way to smile. One, I was protecting everybody else I felt in my, in my head because, again, I've always been that protector. So I don't want to burden anyone else with what I'm going through for one. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I actually said the other day that I actually robbed 
my family and friends of the opportunity to serve. I robbed them of the opportunity to love me in a way that I really needed it. Or at the time where I felt I wasn't receiving the love that I really needed at that time. But I took that away from them because I wouldn't share. I was quiet. I was silent throughout my entire journey up until probably like the last five years of it. Oh, wow. The last five years of my journey of trying to get back to me, trying to well, not even get back to me, but find me. Who am I? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to, you know, go on my journey? The last four to five years um, is when I actually began to allow people in to learning more about my daily struggle. Mm-hmm. And when I opened up about it, <laughs> something funny happened. Something amazing happened, I would say. I received so much love. I received so much understanding. I had people that were like, I didn't know you were going through this. Like you have a smile on your face all the time. We would have never guessed that you had anything like this happening. And so it was received with open arms and open hearts and open minds. And I'm so glad that I finally found the courage to talk about it. Um, Where I found to talk about it was another funny story. Okay, um, so so Tamika, yeah. so on, on that point, let's um let's dive into your coaching style, right? Because yeah. you've been able to deal, you've been able to find a way to cope with you know, your depression and anxiety, and I'm sure you've been able to utilize your experience to create your own structure, your structure for coaching, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. various coaches have their own coaching style. So now, yeah. when you're working with a with a client. How do you approach this clients? Are you more of, of a nurturer? Are you more of a are you more practical? Like what what is your style? Right. I, I want you to imagine I'm your client, right? <laughs> how would how would you um walk me through your steps? Absolutely. So first and foremost, anytime someone gets on a call with me, I want to hear what it is that they have going on. So I allow them to talk. But a lot of times people just want to be heard. A lot of times they need to be heard um, because they're not being heard from any other any other place. So I allow them to talk and get everything out because I want to hear where their mindset is. That's one of the first things we talk about your mindset. Where are you mentally, emotionally? How are you thinking? What are your values of your life, your values of your your work, the value of what you have going on in life? So I want to hear from you how you're feeling and what it is that you've gone through, what it is that you've done. And after I hear all of that, I ask you, so what are your goals? Like, what is it that you really want to achieve? What, where do you see yourself in, in a year from now? Let's just start, you know, six months. Where do you see yourself in six months from now? What do you want to achieve in a year from now, five years from now? Where do you see yourself, your company? What do you see yourself? And so once I hear what it is that they're wanting to, wanting to do or who they're wanting, desiring to be, mm-hmm. now we can craft a plan to get you from point A to point B. So if we have some issues that deals with your mindset, that's the first thing we're going to tackle because we cannot go through the journey of C, D, E, and F and trying to get to Z and your mindset is still weak. Your mindset is is stuck on, I don't know if I can. We can't do that. So we work on mindset. Like that's the biggest piece. And I think that's probably like 90% of the actual work that has to be done because all the rest of the stuff is free. It's already within you. You already know it. We don't create something that you don't know. You're working from your experience, from your expertise, your knowledge, your your skills from years of working in that field of whatever it is that you're doing. But mindset is 90% of what it is that we tap into. So every call, I'm asking you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? 
what's what's going on in your head? Like, what are your thoughts? How was your past week? Like we spend probably about 15 minutes just talking about you. I want to learn about you. I want to hear from you. Um, and so I am a nurturer because in, in, in just in general, that's who I am. I want to okay. make sure that you're feeling well so that if you're feeling well and you're feeling well mentally, spiritually, um, and emotionally, now we can move on and we can have fun with creating. We can have fun with moving to those next steps of getting you to point B or point C or whatever it is. Um, and you know, then I also have some clients that don't really stick with the program and then they get discouraged because they feel like they're disappointing me by not sticking with the program and not getting to knock out these goals as they've been set out. And I tell them, listen, the goal is the goal. We won't change your goal, but we will move your goal post. Okay. Mm, I like so that. Just, <laughs> just because you don't hit it right here does not mean that you won't, you still won't achieve it. We'll move your goal post. That means if we're still going to do it in the same time, time, time frame, something else will have to be shortened. Okay. So we will still hit your goals, but I need you to recommit. So again, we start with the mindset. The mindset has the power to see, to have you succeed or make you fail. If your mindset is not right about what it is that you're doing, I would say, don't do anything. Don't do anything. It's not about procrastination. It's not about anxiety or fear. It's your mindset. If you don't have the mindset to say, I can do this, I believe in me enough to do it, please don't do it. Seek someone that can help you with your mindset first and foremost before you move on and start doing all of this stuff. And it's never it, it's never enough. You will never get through. You'll never get it done because you're so focused on, can I do it? Will they believe me? You know, do I have the capacity to do all the things that I dreamed of doing? Um, and I'm telling you, I'm speaking from experience because I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've dealt with that 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 fear or that perfectionism. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the fear of of the unknown, of wanting everything to look a certain way before it goes out. So again, when I am coaching someone, I really start with your mindset. Once we cross the hurdle of dealing with your mindset and we're doing it on a weekly basis. Every time we speak, we're talking about how you're feeling and what you're doing. We're now going to stick to the strategy that we've created together um, with guidance for me of what it is that I um, see for you and ways to get there. We we work through those things together. And you have homework you. that you need to be doing it yourself, you know, because again, it's not about me doing it. It's really about you putting in the work to get it done. I am here to simplify it to make sure that you see the breakdown of how everything should be done and when things should be done in the proper order so that it it is not all over the place and that you don't feel like I'm all over the place. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? That's what I'm here for. Yes, indeed. And it, this is why working with a coach is so, so important and necessary. Yeah. It helps you to not only bypass hurdles, but it helps you to keep you focused, right? Because I mean, as entrepreneurs and business owners, sometimes we get pulled left, right, and we all over the place. You know, yeah. this is why a lot of successful people hire coaches, right? And success leaves trails. Please. It leaves clues, <laughs> right? Just follow the steps. It's there. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so Tamika, I know that you work with women, but what's your avatar? Are, are these business women or are these women with children? Are these So talk to me, what is your avatar? So my avatar actually has shifted over the years because, you know, once you you start out with one thing like, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm, I'm going to do this and I'll do this and I'll do that. Well, after I've come into the 
I'll say this after I dealt with my emotional baggage okay, okay. <laughs> and um, really coming to exactly who I am and what I really am supposed to be doing. My avatar, I, I, I know who exactly who she is. She's a female CEO or a leader or an executive in corporate America. And she is the leader. She has no choice but to show up or as she feels. All right. Um, she is married. Um, she is um, a high achiever. She has two kids or more. <laughs> um, she is a six-figure um, earner in business. Um, location in the U.S., because really and truly U.S. women, we don't think the way a lot of other countries think. And so I, I do think that there is um, a level there that I know that I'm tapping into because I am a U.S. Um, woman. Um, African-American women, um, and I, I say that because there was a time when I didn't feel that I could talk to African-American women. I couldn't talk to Black women. Um, or I would say that I wasn't well-received. I'll okay. say that. Um, because my the way that I view life, the way that I view things, the way that I do things is not necessarily the way that, that you, it's the norm. A lot of times what I've seen in the past is that you know, you have all these extra things like do this, do this, do this, or you're going to get this, you get this. And I, I don't do all of that. We keep it simple. <laughs> I am simplified. I'm the simplified version to all the stuff that, that people have seen. Um, because I believe that if you simplify what you're doing, you're able to duplicate it over and over and over and over. Right. And so um, now I do understand that there's a certain way that I have to communicate that um, to make sure that I'm tapping into my direct audience. But um, African-American women who are CEOs, female executives, um, or leaders um, in any capacity who needs um, an, an accountability, who needs that community of help, who needs that community of, I got you, who needs that community of support, um, but also holding you to the fire when you're not reaching your goals. But she also needs to understand that she's not alone um, and that she's not the only person who's going through certain certain circumstances at home, in mm -hmm. life, with relationships, at work, on the job, um, whether, whether it's with other, you know, who are under her, um, employees who are under her or not. In her business, she's not alone. There's support for that. And so, again, my avatar is a woman who she's strong, she's strong-minded. Um, but she also is seeking support while she is on her journey. Got you. Got you. OK, so are you currently working on any new projects at this at this moment? Any new program courses that you'd like to share with us? Absolutely. So Energizer is what has um, a lot of my attention um, because it is um, we actually have our signature course called Bottled Up Emotions, Bottled okay. Up Emotions and I'm 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 doing this because I don't want to give a fancy name to it. I just want to call it what it is. We are dealing with your emotions and how your emotions actually can hold you back from um, success in life, career, relationships, and your business. That's what the signature course is all about. So it's a four-week course where we tackle all of those, but in an energizing way. It's not to be all humdrum <laughs> where it's boring. No, it's done in an energizing way. It's done in a way that speaks directly to who you are and what you have um, and what it is that you're going to achieve. Um, so that's the one thing that we're working on that I'm excited to share with the world. And it's okay. specifically for female CEOs, uh, female executives, and female leaders um in you know in the community and such awesome so if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to connect with you where can they go to find you 
Wow. So mainly you can find me on social media. I am at I am Tamika Chapman. Um, that's on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, you can visit Energize Her, Energize Her on the same platforms, Facebook and Instagram as well, but also on LinkedIn, Tamika Chapman. I am on LinkedIn and I love to connect. I love to be connected and stay connected. Um, but you can also visit my website, www.mogulmedia.us, where everything is there. Awesome. Awesome. And you are a mogul. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Tamika, thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You? And I also like to thank all of our listeners and viewers for lending us their ears and their eyeballs, right? And I have one last question for you. And that question is, how may I serve you, Tamika? How may you serve me? By being you, Thomas. There we go. There we go. That is it. That's the only, oh that's the only person I know how to be. <laughs> I have so many ideas of ways that you can serve me, Thomas. Um, but I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today um, and to your audience. Um, I love to to com to connect for one. I love to connect, and I appreciate your connection. Um, when we first connected, I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this is amazing!" I am, and I admire you and what it is that you do, what it is that you've done. Um, because again, all of our past leads up to who we are now, right? Yes. Um, but how may you serve me? One, continuing to be you um, and continue to be open to the conversation with Tamika <laughs> um, as open. I go on this journey of helping more um, women, um, women leaders address the, the, their lives, address the things that's happening in their lives. So yes. Listen, I got you. I'm right here. I got you, right? We're going to do this thing together. <laughs> yes. So um, again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone else that will benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care, be blessed, and cheers. We're out. Mm -hmm.